All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to La Coalición. I'm Diana. I'm usually behind the camera, um, but this is my first episode on our podcast, and we're excited. We're gonna have all of our stuff on the podcast before the end of the year. So hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, y'all will have seen everybody on our team. Um, so yeah, I'm Diana. I'm one of the digital organizers here at ICIJ, and I'm here with Javier, our executive director. I'm sure everybody knows who he is already, but I'm also here with Medium. Do you want to introduce yourself, Medium? Oh yeah, uh, my name is Miriam, Miriam Sheets, and I'm Resilient Voices Organizer for, I'm with ICIJ, and well, I do a lot of things right here, and I love it, but I think it, uh, who's next? Javier. Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I can introduce myself really quick. Yeah, so Javier with uh, ICIJ, I, I'm really excited to be uh, taking part in my second um uh, uh, coalition podcast um, recording I do want to say uh, it's important to acknowledge like the folks that are behind the camera you, you'll all get to meet Diana this is your first time Diana yes. so you'll get to meet Diana uh, and then I think in another episode you'll meet to uh, you'll get to meet Daniel who's right now behind the cameras uh, but I think most importantly is this work doesn't get done you know without you all so just thank you all for all your work Medium and Daniel Tamara and also Diana who uh, you know are basically um make sure that everything is up and running. So thank you all. I'm just a guest here today, uh, supporting the work that y'all are doing. Thank you guys for being here and for and for always being down to be in front of the camera. I know we're always asking everybody. We're always like, all right, who wants to record a video? Who wants to do everything? So yeah, it's, it's good that we have a team who's always available and willing to be, um, you know, putting all of our work out there online. So yeah, this is our last episode of the year. So by the time this one's out, the first um, episode of our end of the year recap is going to be out just saying all the highlights all the wins we have had such a busy year here at ICIJ um, we were just talking about how we it's even hard to remember everything that happened like in January it feels forever ago but we're going to go ahead and go into the second part today so and let me to, just to so Daniel is actually going to be in the first one right so you would have already known Daniel yeah, so let me just yeah let me just fix that but yeah you'll you'll already know Daniel so shout out to Daniel who's behind <laughs> the camera today yeah yeah, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. That's going to have a lot more of our wins and everything and more of our team who maybe you haven't met on the podcast yet. So for today, like I said, last episode of the year, we finally made it to the end of the year. I have a question to get us started. Since we're wrapping up the year, what's one word to describe the year or what's one of your favorite memories from this year? Well, um, let me answer that. One word is hard because I had too many words to say, but I can say satisfactory. Satisfactory. I think for me, uh, one of the favorite memories, there's so many, um, for, you know, from every year. Um, we did just come back from a one-week uh, vacation, so uh, Diana and I were just thinking through all the amazing things that we've done this year. But I, one thing that comes to mind, and it just happened a few weeks ago, was when we got together for uh, October 31st for, for Halloween, I think it was. I don't know when it was, but it was our last, one of our latest meetings that we had for the staff. Um, and most of us were here with the exception of Lisbeth, who, um, shout out to Lisbeth, who also just, you know, is out right now because she had a baby. Um, but it was also just really nice to be around uh, with all of our team and spending time together and having a great time. I think, you know, just it's always good to have um, a good time with the team and really excited to to always um, be able to spend time with, with you all. So that was one of my favorite memories so far for this year. And looking forward to, you know, making more memories, you know, in the f last few weeks that we have left. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I always think it's so fun whenever all the staff is here and like the office is all busy with everybody. Yeah, um, especially uh, I miss a lot Lisbeth oh. because, uh, wow, besides she's my boss, she's an excellent person. Always she had a magic word to help in everything. Always she say, oh, Miriam, just do like that, just do like that. She's very, I like it. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I know Lisbeth actually wasn't able to be on the podcast. She was going to be on the end of the year, episode one. And then literally the day of, she was like, I'm about to pop. She was like, I can't sit through a podcast. So, yeah, we'll have her on, like, first thing next. Wow. Well, I don't know she's back, actually. But, yeah, she's obviously a big part of our team. So I'm sure everybody has seen her, too, but we'll have her on. Um, for me, I was thinking about this question earlier this morning. I feel like the only way I can sum up the year is kind of a big step forward. I think... There was obviously chaos going on the whole year, but I think there was a lot of good, a lot of good wins for the undocumented community. And one of my favorite wins was actually um, that the Pulitzer Prize is receiving. Oh my gosh, you distracted me. <laughs> the Pulitzer Prize now is accepting contributions from undocumented people, which is so exciting. I I've always loved writing. It's such a big passion of mine, and to know that everybody is being included now, it just makes me so happy. So yeah, I think there's been a lot of good news. Good news for the undocumented community. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. We already introduced ourselves, so let's just get into it. Some of our wins this year. This year, we celebrated our 15-year anniversary the whole year. It was so fun um, just coming up with content on our end for the anniversary. But we had our gala. We had just so many different celebrations all throughout the year. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Javier. Um, yeah, how do you feel? Yeah. Years. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, a big year for ICIJ. Um, I have been here for, I believe, eight years, going into nine years now. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I've been here quite a little bit of time. Uh, so I, I, I just, um, I think it's exciting that we are 15 years old. I, you know, I'm really excited to see where, where we go next. I do, um, you know, as a nonprofit in the work that we do, one thing that that's important for us to realize is that we want to make sure that we don't exist later, not because we're not doing good work, but because we achieved our mission, right? Our mission at ICAJ is to make sure that immigrants in the Inland Empire have, uh, you know, uh, that rights are respected, that we, you know, one day um, ensuring that that folks have immigration status, that the Adelanto Detention Center is shut down, that folks have economic opportunities here in the region. And so our goal is we have to fight for that goal and we have to get to that goal. Uh, and if, I want to make sure that that's what we continue to push for but it is exciting that we are here for 15 years um uh, in a region that you know that has not been the friendliest to immigrants um as the rest of california has uh in our humble beginnings as a very small grassroots organization coalition i would say that um came together because uh, ICE and Border Patrol were basically terrorizing our communities, more specifically day laborers, right? So just making sure that we always remember those those roots that we started as a small group, um, but, but a powerful group that had a vision that one day we would be where we are now with, you know, 16 staff, uh, with, you know, organization members throughout the Inland Empire. Uh, we have uh, staff throughout the Inland Empire as well. Um, and just remembering that our goal has and will continue to be ensuring that immigrants um, can call this the Inland Empire their home and that they can feel welcomed and that their rights are respected. Uh, and I think just again, just a big shout out to all of those that came before us uh, that um, 
laid that foundation that we're building on. Um, and even for us, we're building up on a foundation um, that we know someday someone else is going to build upon. So um, just keeping that in mind, I think it's important. Uh, but really, really excited for 15 years. Um, I hope we can celebrate 15 more, uh, but that we're also achieving some of our goals as we move forward uh, because this is the goal of ICAJ is to make sure that immigrants are respected, immigrant rights are respected, and that people can thrive in this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. We also celebrated our quinceañera this year. How was how was it for you celebrating at our gala? Oh, the gala was amazing. Um, it's always you know it's always a big party. I think since we started having these events in 2016, I believe it was our first our first gala. Um, you know we always wanted to make sure that it was a celebration more than anything. Um, and that's what we did. We had a we threw ourselves a big party, I would mm-hmm. say, um, and we were celebrating all of our wins over the last fifteen years, um, celebrating each other, and also just honoring and remembering those that we have lost throughout this fight. Uh, but it was amazing to me. It was an awesome time just spending time with friends, with colleagues, with folks that had been in the fight for for many years, mm-hmm. uh, folks that we have learned from. Um, and I'm looking forward to our sixth, our what is it, our sweet sixteen this yeah. this coming year. So we're, the <laughs> party's party not over. Party, yeah, yeah, the party's <laughs> not over. We're gonna we're gonna have another another big party for our 16 year anniversary so really excited for that as well yeah me too shout out to Araceli she does such an amazing job helping like put the gala together every year so yeah I'm excited for next year I think the gala is such a good like breather like towards the end of the year kind of like winding down a little bit and seeing everybody that we usually work with uh, you know in a different setting usually it's always like work and it's intense work a lot of the times um but the gala just you know lets us have fun and calm down a little bit um the our work though is obviously our passion I mean there's so much work that we're doing all throughout the year one of our biggest campaigns this year was our freedom campaign so we launched a freedom campaign about a year ago um, um, to help liberate the last two women in the Adelanto Ice Processing Center. So Jackie and Ligai were the last two women in there. Um, we were working for them or with them for, yeah, the past year or so. And so we were, you know, throwing events, rallies. Um, we were going up to visit Ligaya, calling them every week, making sure we were in communication with them. We launched a commissary campaign to help them get money inside to buy basic needs inside the detention center. We, you know, contacted Senator Padilla's office, their ICE deportation officers, offices, you know, advocating for their release. Literally every week, that is what we were working on. And in August, Jackie was actually released. So it was such an exciting win. Like, I remember crying. Like, I got a call from Ligaya. I actually found out from Ligaya. And it was such a, like, surreal feeling knowing that we've been working on this and it actually happened um it was so amazing she is reunited with her family now and it was yeah one of one of the best um feelings knowing that she is out and you know knowing that we accomplished our goal and with that energy you know we continue to push for Ligaya's um release we continue to advocate for her um she is the only woman there's only seven people in the Adelanto ice processing center so even though it's a big win and we're celebrating it you know there's still more work to do so that's kind of where we're at with the freedom campaign um Miriam is the one that works more closely with everyone in the Adelanto Ice Processing Center. So she works with like getting people out and all that. But I'm going to pass it to you, Miriam, and you can tell us a little bit about your work this year. Yeah, um, what, I, what I do, well, I'm so happy because I know I do a lot of things. I try to make my best because uh, there is a lot of people um, in this review. It's a lot of men's. And I mean, helping people to get released 
uh, thanks to God, I found a good lawyer that can give me their service for pro bono, free for them. And I found some um, organization that helped me with it, uh, funds for um, bail bonds. And all the people is so happy. And we, we're working hard, like uh, Diana said, because they, in the post-release, these people, they need clothes, they need food, they need transportation, they need uh, transitory houses. And... We're working all together like a good team that we are, and always we say, help, please. Um, there is a there is a, a lien, right? The people that can help mm -hmm. there. Yeah, oh, yeah, they can they can help us and donate something and and make this better because there is more people there. Yeah. There is more people they need help, and I will continue doing it. Okay, because for me, especially for me, is 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 a it's a great honor to help people because I was there too. I was there a long time. And I don't want people suffering. I don't want family crying for their lover's one. And I want the best for all the community too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, that's what I do. Miriam's a rock star, literally. She'll send me pictures like every other week. Oh, someone else got released. Um, it's amazing the stuff she does. She like will that. reduce thousands of dollars of bonds into like zero dollars. And I have no idea how she does it, but she's doing it every single day. How many people do you think you helped release this year? Well, um, I think it's more than 20 people already. And also I had a few ones that's going to go home soon too. I've been working, working hard, and then, and, and you know what, what, is, what was a surprise for me? It was uh, one of the persons asking for a 15,000 bond, and I asked him, do you pass the, uh, um, what is they calling when they pass the asylum? I forgot that because I do a lot of things. <laughs> oh, do you, do you pass the credible fear? And then say, yes, okay, you don't have to be there. Okay, just write it down. I give instruction how to write a kite to the officer and telling the, well, I can say, but telling this, 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 and you're going to be released. And he, and he said, really? Yeah, just try. And then he did it. And then he did it in the morning, like at 10 in the morning, he say he give it a personality, he handled personally the, the kite to the officer. And by three o'clock, the officer come back and say, you're gonna go home today. And then, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I love him because one of the uh, organizations, I think it, one of the ladies called me and say, Miriam, what do you do? And I yeah. say, I just, I just did what, what I need to do to say because this person is already, he, he, he's a positive, he passed the fear, and then he need to go home. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, uh, reading books and, oh, and also uh, helping me a lot, the training that I had in Pennsylvania, the about the immigration law, oh, that is very good. There is many things that I can, that I learned. Now I apply to them, my people, and people has to be free because nobody deserves to live there. Nobody. All of us, we're a human being. Mm -hmm. We have to have equal opportunity, todos, oh, todos, in Spanish, all of us, right? And I love my job because I know I'm doing something good for the mm -hmm. families, for the community. And, you know, I have another 
uh, an, another anecdote. Uh, um, there was uh, uh, Francisco Sorio. When I, the officer asking for 20,000 bonds. But in the end, I found a, a pro bono lawyer, and she helped me to reduce to 3000 Wow. Wow, that was a great victory from fifteen to 3000 yeah. And when he was released, I give it right to him. I pick it up from Gio. I bring it to the family. And when I saw his kid hugging him, mm. one of his kids said, Father, I haven't seen you for more than three years. Yeah. You know, I, that does break my heart. And I say, wow. But now you have your father, I say. And the kids told me thanks, thanks to you. And I say, well, thanks to God. Because, well, I know. They're going to say that I'm going to talking about a religion. But no, I'm believing God. I'm a Christian leader. But uh, always I had to say thanks to God for all the acknowledgement, all the, everything that he gave me to me to support the people, to help people. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I think it's important to, um, yeah, like this, this is a labor of love, first and foremost, right? We, we do this work because it's important to all of us, because a lot of us might, um, you know, are immigrants ourselves, some folks have been in detention. At the end of the day, though, this is a work of love. And, um, and you, you see that every day with everyone here. Um, and one of those people that we see that is with medium, right? Um, it is very important <clears throat> one person cell, as you know, as, as um, Diana mentioned, when Jackie was released, you know, there was an overwhelming feeling of of, of joy, right? And, and and you cry and you're excited, um, and it's good to celebrate that, and, and we have to sit with that, and then we then quickly remember that there's more folks, um, and we know that we have to continue this fight. But remember anything for us, and it's important for me to remind you all that you know you you already changed the life of that one person. Um, and they will remember that forever, right? And we have many more to go, and that's why we're here. But um, that that person will remember that forever. Uh, so you know, again, just this is you know great, just great work that that is being done. Um, and and um, let's let's sit with those victories and let's sit with them. And yeah, thank thanks to all the work that you're doing. Um, and I think as um, as Medium said, right, this knowledge doesn't come from one day to the next. It comes from different different work that we do and so just want to thank you all for that and um i always even though i I, i'm not you know in the nitty-gritty of the work it's always really exciting to see when you know when we see that when i see that a person is released or that you know a bond is paid or that you know i think i usually get messages from medium like can i buy someone clothing and i know Mm -hmm. that means well someone's getting released right i know that (laughs) and that's always exciting for me to see those messages um knowing that it's people are getting released um and and medium is going to go pick them up and get them out of the detention center so yeah i mean just amazing amazing work that you all have been doing when and when they got released they come in with the clothes actually one of the one of the boys he was very embarrassed because he got released with that shore and he told me there is a woman shore mm-hmm. and I said well don't worry we have clothes yeah. and I'm looking for everywhere all the boxes I got I got clothes and and Araceli she's so nice she said we want we want to buy a new clothes for these people. All new clothes, new backpack, new shoes. We provide everything new because we, we want the best for them. Yeah. We want they, they feel happy. They feel because they are important people. They are human beings. They're, they're in great need. If we can support in wherever we can, uh, it's, it's great for me. For me, 
when somebody called me from Gio and say, oh, Miriam, I'm going to go home today. You come for me? And I said, oh, I'm so happy. And I said, you have clothes? And some people, uh, they don't have even shoes. Yeah, no Miriam, shoes. Will, Miriam will like pick them up and then just take them to her house, take them wherever they need to go. Like she'll be driving, Miriam lives in the high desert and she'll drive yeah. down to Ontario to leave them at the airport. Like yeah. she is doing the most. And we actually had launched our mutual aid campaign. So now the community can help us in these efforts if they want to help um, like buy items. We have a Target registry. You can literally just ship it straight to our office, um, send Araceli a gift card or just donate online. So yeah, if anyone wants to help support us with that post-release work, that would be amazing. Kind of sticking with Adelanto, we also had a lawsuit filed this year, which was another big win. Um, it was the Rondouin versus Geo Group lawsuit back in March. Um, it was a social justice legal foundation filed a lawsuit on behalf of seven plaintiffs for the use of a toxic chemical called HDQ Neutral. We have a previous episode on this. Um, it's the Shetan Adelanto one if anyone wants to learn more about it. But that was a huge win. Um, over 1,300 people were harmed due to this toxic chemical being um, used in this center, being abusive to these people, harming them, um, you know, leaving them with lasting conditions. So we um, are very glad that the Social Justice Legal Foundation took this case on. Um, Ligaya is one of the plaintiffs on the case. Medium is one of the plaintiffs on this case. Um, so yeah, like a good step forward with that. We're going to move on to more of just overall ICIJ stuff. So one of the biggest and one other big win for this year was our landscape analysis. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Javier? Yeah. So, you know, um, as we mentioned, we've been around for 15 years doing this work. I've been here for uh, eight going to nine years. And one thing that was important for us, you know, as we were building capacity uh, and growing our coalition was really working on something that could guide us for the next, hopefully, five, 10 years, right? And so we worked for about a year and a half with our partners um, and with just stakeholders in the immigrant rights uh, work, work here in the Inland Empire to come up with our 10-year landscape analysis. It was, again, a lot of work. Um, it took us uh, one and a half years of like just research and talking to folks and another six months to prepare the actual um, document. So now we have uh, a landscape analysis uh, that would help guide our work. Uh, and it's also a way for us to be able to speak about the work that we're doing um, in a way that um, uh, in, in one... Um, I'm going to do that one again. Sorry. So now we have a 10 year, 10 year, so now we have a 10 year landscape analysis that will help guide our work. Uh, but also it's going to be something that we can use with all of our partners to be sure that we're able to speak about the work that we're doing uh, in a more cohesive way. So that was one and a half years of work. Uh, and um, now it's something that we're going to be implementing in the coming year. Um, so just thanks to all of our partners that participated in that and stakeholders throughout the re region that uh, that also participated in the landscape analysis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was kind of iconic. I didn't know. I didn't even know that that was being worked on. So when we found out, I was like, that is amazing. Having all this stats, all this information about the region that we're doing work in. It's just another resource, you know, even for ourselves. So, yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so our hotline also relaunched this year, which is exciting. We had a whole little, a small little party <laughs> to, like, launch it um, with our volunteers. Do you want to share a little bit about that, Javier? Yeah, you know, so our hotline uh, has been something that we have been doing I also think almost from the very beginning of this coalition, so even before my time. Um, however, during the last presidential administration, it became more critical for us to have a hotline um, in case there was ICE raids and uh, Border Patrol operations where people were getting detained. Uh, we um, actually 
because, you know, 2020 hit, that hotline actually became like a COVID hotline for immigrants. Uh, and then now that we are, you know, have a little bit more time to breathe, uh, we've actually rebranded it, I guess you can say. So now our hotline is a resource hotline uh, where immigrants, uh, communities can call in um, and ask, again, ask for resources, right? Uh, from where's the nearest food banks to where can I get uh, medical support for my family. So we're really excited that we are able to do this. Uh, and also the best part of it is, again, uh, the volunteers, you know, the volunteers. It, it, our staff cannot do this work 24-7. It's impossible. There's so many things that are going that's go, that are that are happening. Um, so it's always important to have volunteers. And we have a really uh, amazing group of committed volunteers that are taking on this work. So I'm really thankful for them. Uh, but our hotline is something that folks can call Monday through Friday um, from, uh, I think it's 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and sometimes we leave it, um, <clears throat> we extend those hours depending on if there's emergencies. Uh, but again, uh, this is a really important resource hotline for us uh, because we know that after COVID, uh, the costs that we were getting were very different. So we also wanted to respond to the need of our community. And that's what we're doing with this uh, rebranding of this hotline. Yeah. Yeah. Our hotline is awesome. I think it's just a safe place to call. Like if you need any information, I'm always referring people to our hotline because there's so many resources. It's not just like our own resources. It's our partners and exactly. everything in the region. And yeah, even I'm surprised by like how much help and aid there is out there. So yeah, shout out to our volunteers who help run the hotline. We always need volunteers. So if anyone wants to volunteer, they still can. We do trainings every few months or so. So we'll put the link again in down below. So if anyone wants to sign up, they can definitely help us with that. So that's kind of like everything we were going to talk about for this year. We got the second half. So there's more, like I said, in the first episode, but a very good, long year, a successful year for sure. Uh, we're still working, though, so there's more things to be done. We have our street vending team in Coachella and in Palm Springs that are working on sidewalk vending, vending ordinances, um, you know, helping pass equitable and safe ordinances for our community out there. You know, we're really just um, pushing to protect our street vendors in the whole region. So stay up to date to, you know, continue advocating for that with us. And then we're still working on Ligaya's Freedom Campaign. Do you want to share anything about that, Miriam? Um, yeah, as you know, uh, Ligaya was transferred to Louisiana. Um, but we will support her. We will continue to support her. And also, I have a hope because I was helping two people, two women uh, get released from Louisiana. And I had a good communication with one of the ICE officers. And he gave me his phone number. Maybe I'm going to call him and say, please, freely, Gaia. It's time to she for go home. She needs to go home. She needs to be with her family. And I want to try all my best, like uh, as always I do for all my people. Yeah. Yeah. Ligaya will have been in detention for five years this December. So it's like, it's more than double punishment at this point. It is just cruel and abusive. So we're really just going to continue pushing for her in the ways that we can. So stay up to date on Shutdown Adelanto on Instagram. We post all our updates on there. Yeah. And it's important to remember, like, you know, Ligaya was transferred because they know she has a big community here yeah. that's helping her. And so they try to say, well, where, where can we send these people so they don't have support? Um, but, you know, the good thing is that we're going to continue supporting Ligaya until mm -hmm. we see her uh, out and free. It's been five years. As you mentioned, this isn't cruel. At this point, it is cruel punishment. Um, she should not be subject to being separated from her family for so long and in detention centers that are just uh, dehumanizing and, and treat people in the worst way possible. So even though Ligaya is, you know, thousand 
think at a couple thousand miles away at this point, we're still going to be fighting for her. And um, for everyone, um, you know, there's ways that you can get involved. Um, always follow us online at www.ic4ij.org. Or you can also just um, follow all of our social medias at IC, the number four, IJ, um, sorry, at IC4IJ for all of our social media. And that way you'll be able to be up to date with all the work that we're doing. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's true. That in Louisiana, they don't have no, no legal support. I've been looking for um, every organization there. And, and, and like a two, three ladies told me, oh, we don't do legal support. Just we provide transportation. Yeah. They're alone over there, but we will fight from here, from California, for Ligaya. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. Well, thank you both for being here. Thank you, everyone, for watching this whole year, our first year of our podcast, and we'll see you all next year. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs>